Welcome to Campo and Joe. Joe C., Dave Campo. We're doing things a little different today. We're coming to you from the Sports Lounge. This is the top of the 11th, Coach, so welcome to the Sports Lounge. This is beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, Joe C., uh, this lounge of his is yeah. immaculate. If you really got to look at everything that's in this place, you, you can't believe what he's got going here. Well, you and I will have to hang out here and tell a few stories, but right now let's get to Campo and Joe. We've got uh, the Hall of Famer 71 hanging behind us, so let's talk some Jaguar football. And it's brought to you by Beaver Chevrolet. We want to say thanks to Brett, Moyer, Brett Morgan and the boys over at Beaver Chevrolet for bringing you Campo and Joe, and uh, you'll be able to check out Coach a couple times a week on XL Primetime and, of course, right here on the podcast. Thanks to Beaver Chevy. Log on to beaverchevrolet.com, and they'll wow you. How about we wow them with some of our thoughts? Absolutely, and uh, unfortunately, it's a tough week, yeah. but uh, we've got better things coming this next weekend. All right, so let's go back. We're going to look at this Philadelphia game, and this is a game which you all know, your Jaguar fans, you're watching this. They jump on Philadelphia early with sudden change plays, Cisco taking it to the house, and then going up 14 to nothing against a very good Philadelphia team. So start there as far as at least getting up on the on the scoreboard early, but then not being able to hang out. Well, I think the one thing it shows, Joe, is that uh, this football team's different than some of the past. Uh, you know, we've always, the last couple of years, been slow starters. Mm -hmm. uh, this football team has a tendency to start fast, and obviously it didn't work out in this particular ball game. But when you start fast and you get a jump like that, pretty good chance you're going to win the football game the majority yeah. of the time. You know, I've been dying for this team to play with the lead. I, I, you know, I'm harping on them. Like, once you go up a couple of scores in a football game, you can start to dictate what happens. You can start to put pressure on them defensively. But stopping Jalen Hurts is just a whole other animal. So I'm not going to ask where it went wrong because I know it went wrong with some turnovers. But that's too good of a football team to let them come back and get, and get, and get back in that football game. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously when you turn the ball over, they, they were on a drive, the third drive, had an opportunity to score at least three points. But, you know, the way they were moving the football, you know, I was counting on them going ahead down and, and scoring another touchdown. Uh, he missed the long takeoff. Uh, Trevor missed the long takeoff to Agnew. Mm -hmm. and, and that was the start of the end because then he got flushed out of the pocket, fumbled the ball, and, of course, they took – the, the turnovers to the, to the house most of the time. Yeah, all right, let's spend a little bit of time on the actual turnovers because you went into, you, you, you're a former head football coach. You took a deep dive on this. There are only so many opportunities in football games where you can have winning plays. You can't have losing plays. So let's go to the five turnovers. Well, you know, first of all, the four fumbles. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was that's a tough situation. The one on the, on the uh, quarterback sneak, mm -hmm. You know, I can understand that one because I've seen that happen when it's a dry day. Mm -hmm. But you got a rookie center, you got a second year quarterback, you had a pretty good front that they were going against, so he felt like he had to get going and it looked like he just uh, didn't secure the football before he went. The ones that concern me, the other three fumbles, uh, there's a common theme in it. It was pressure out of their defensive front, Reddick, the outside linebacker, against Jawan Taylor. And Jawan Taylor was involved in all three of them. Mm -hmm. That's more of a concern to me than the, than the turnovers from, from Trevor because I think he'll look at that and he'll say, hey, I've got to be more secure with the football and, and go from there. But, you know, uh, Jawan had a rough day. 
and and hopefully uh, you know they can clean some things up there. The interception, that's on Trevor all the way. Uh, yeah. You know they had an opportunity there. They were in uh, close proximity, had a chance to score another touchdown. Had the guy open, he just waited a little too long and he stared him right in and gave the corner a chance to come off the post. And All right, so let's go to the play that you're talking about. And what you just said was that Trevor Lawrence is staring guys down. Now, look, I'm not putting a whole lot of pressure on him like he's been in the league for a long, long time. But those types of plays, those are easy to defend if you lock in on a guy. Yeah, absolutely. And they ran a... You know, they, it was a good route. I mean, you know, it was kind of a, a tier route where they had the post trying to get the corner to react to it, the wheel out of the backfield to Kirk, uh, and they had a flat route. So they had the three layers taken care of. Two of them were open, the wheel and the, and the, uh, flat route. Mm -hmm. The corner turned the post over to the safety when he saw Trevor looking at the wheel route, mm -hmm. and he just reacted to it, and he was a tick slow, and it looked like the boat the ball floated a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he really gunned it, mm -hmm. and that's what happens, unfortunately. You can't stare the ball down. Defenses are too fast. Yeah, it's amazing how crafty they are, how good they are, and how they can shift coverage if they see you make the smallest of mistakes. So when you're talking about Trevor Lawrence, after – Two really good football games. He was averaging close to 70% completion percentage over the first three games. That's even including the game against Washington. And his 8-2 to two touchdown to interception ratio was pretty solid. Now, he's rattled coming out of this game. He turned it over five times. He knows that there's, that there's a lot of him in the loss. How does he rally? How does he rebound from this? Well, first of all, I think he's a young guy, but he's smart enough to look and see. Uh, the, and he's being pointed out by the staff sure. on where things went wrong. And, you know, he's going to have to compartmentalize where he's at and just say, hey, that was a blip in the in the screen and, and I've got to get better and I've got to protect the football. I've got to be concentrating on it more. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he could take care of it himself in my mind. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, he's a, he's a, a piece of clay still in a lot of ways. And Doug Peterson shaping and molding him and getting him to understand. And look, there's teaching moments that come out of this that you just simply say, okay, let's go to the tape. Let's learn some tough lessons here. And let's, it, it falls under the heading of, you know, TLD, the lovely Diane, who, who you, uh, yeah, I, I love to death. But whenever I get in trouble, I always say to myself, well, huh, note to self, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and Trevor needs to. Man, you've learned that at a young age. I'm trying. I'm trying. But Trevor needs to go, hmm, I'm not going to do that again. Absolutely. And and uh, I thought Leon Searcy in, in many of the prime primetime show, mm -hmm. uh, he's made the comment that, you know, my bad doesn't work in the National Football League. You know, you're paid to do things right. And all the team cares about is don't do it again. Right. That's it. Now, when you talk about Jawan Taylor not setting properly and getting blown back in the quarterback, that's something that he has to really, uh, you know, get better at for right. sure. Yeah, you get the feeling that Trevor has some fixable mistakes. Well, let's get to Juwan Taylor. This offensive line for the last couple of games has held up pretty well. They've created a nice pocket for Trevor. We're even seeing Trevor start to step into the pocket a little bit more. But Juwan Taylor got worked multiple times in this football game. Yeah, I think Juwan has a tendency to set too easily and not get his uh, punch out quick enough. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times he's set right where the quarterback is mm -hmm. depth-wise. 
if the quarterback can't step up, he has a problem, and they put pressure up inside with their with uh, Davis and and you know that inside oh group God. of guys. You know uh, they they put enough pressure where he couldn't really step up. Right. Well, when you get bull rush back into him, he has you know he has nowhere to go. And let's make it clear, not just the last play where Juwan Taylor basically was put on skates. Seven took seventy five and just started rolling him backwards. But that wasn't the only one that, that he basically couldn't hold up. You know, even back. even all three of the fumbles other than the snap mm-hmm. was a problem with him. Even the one where he dropped, where Trevor just dropped the ball, mm-hmm. he was flushed out of the pocket because of the pressure on, mm-hmm. on him. Now, he's, he was going against a pretty good pass rusher in Reddick. Right. Uh, you know, again, I don't know every team's going to have a Reddick. Mm-hmm. Reddick was one of my favorite guys, you know, oh, from yeah, the no show, question. talking about uh, when we were making a decision on whether or not they should take a pass rusher mm-hmm. or a, a big tackle in the draft. I said, well, if they don't take the, the pass rusher, yeah. they need to get Reddick yeah. because Reddick's one of those guys that can really put yeah. pressure on the quarterback. And he yeah. certainly did in that ballgame. All three of them were him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He really was just crashing the boards on that side. And uh, as we talk about Trevor, no need to panic necessarily. But is there a panic button that you would hit with Jawan Taylor or do you got to remain patient? Well, I think you're going to remain patient for at least – another week Mm -hmm. you know I I, you know everybody has a bad game and he certainly against going against one of the better pass rushers in the league you know you have to say hey look here's what you have to do Mm -hmm. the offensive line coach has to say here's what you have to do to handle a guy like this right you 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 go another week and see what happens and and it just depends on how much confidence they have on Walker Little Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. to whether or not you make a change and and I'm not Big on changes right. unless Not it's right warranted. Now. Right. Not it's right early. Now. It's early. Yeah. And it's in the season. You can't make right. wholesale fundamental changes. Look, all right. Kenny Pickett is in at quarterback because Mitch Trubisky's not doing a good job. We all know that, but this is not that dire situation. No, I, that's just, uh, you know, if, if you, Trevor's proven what he can do mm-hmm. against two really good football players the last two weeks prior to this one. Right. There's no question that he's going to grow and he's going to be successful. When you make a change at quarterback, that's it. Right. You know, you don't come back. In college football, sometimes you make the change and you bring the guy right back. Mm -hmm. In the pros, once you make that change, that's it. Mm -hmm. There's no way you're going to make a change with Trevor Lawrence because he's proven what he can do. He just has to redo it Mm -hmm. and and do it this week against uh, the Texans. we got to hit the Texans and the Colts, which are two really big AFC South battles. But hit me with the running game, were you okay with it? Because we didn't see ETN through the entire first quarter. Uh, and then finally they, they started working him in. James Robinson, you know, you and I were talking about this. That was an Eagles front that you should have been able to rush a little bit more against. Were you okay with that balance? And it was fairly even. They just weren't successful. Well, they only had 42 plays. And Doug Peterson has already mentioned that. that you know, when you're in a situation like that, and you don't have that many plays, it's hard to get the ball to all your best players, mm-hmm. you know, all the time with 42 snaps. Right. You know, my concern was that if you look at what the Eagles did, mm-hmm. when they figured out that they were going to have a tough passing day, mm-hmm. you know, they just emphasized the run. Yeah. We didn't do that. And, you know, of the of the 10 drives that we had in the game offensively, mm-hmm. there were five of them where there was a drop involved in it. Right. right. Drop pass. That, that so that ought to say to you, 
as a coaching staff, you know, this is, we're not handling the rain very well because mm-hmm. I guarantee you that Kirk and, and, uh, Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin, Mar- Marvin Jones, they don't drop passes, right. you know, and they dropped a number of them. So, uh, the only thing I would say is when you're the head coach and you're the play caller, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going through your mind, right? As a play caller, you're thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking behind. It's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when the defense is on the field, you're actually, if you're the play caller mm-hmm. and a quarterback guy, you're actually coaching. You're not thinking about necessarily mm-hmm. what have I done to this point? They right. don't look back. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody on the staff has to say to them, say, Hey, look, you know, uh, James Robinson's only touched the ball eight times. Right, right. Uh, and that's something that they will get better at. You know, remember, this is a new staff, sure. even though they're doing a great job, in my opinion. Right. Uh, they, it's a new staff. And yeah. those kind of things work themselves out communication-wise during the course of the season. we got to remind ourselves that. But but Doug Peterson's such a, an experienced play caller. Uh, Press Taylor is a brand-new offensive coordinator. Uh, you got Mike McCoy, former head coach, who's the quarterback coach. Jim Bob Cooter, I love Jim Bob. And all those guys that try and get them all working together. But you know as well as I do, Coach, if Urban Meyer and his offense were only getting off 42 plays, we'd be extremely critical of them. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's just one of those days. Yeah. You turn the ball over five times, you're not going to have enough opportunities. No, no. no. You know. And, and Jalen Hurts and them got well after that adversity early. And, right. and go back to what you were talking about. Nick Sirianni called a good game. Yeah, and especially in the second quarter. Once he figured out, hey, we're behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to give up on the run because this is a run day. Right. And and he he pounded it pretty good. And, and this offensive line, Joe, uh, after watching a retape on it, mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to face an offensive line like that every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's one of the best one or two or three defensive li- or offensive line coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they did block us. Mm-hmm. And when Fadakasi went out, you know, we were a little light in there mm-hmm. and, and they blocked us. And, and even more importantly, just blocking the front, they were able to, because of that, mm-hmm. get off onto the linebackers right. and it negated our speed a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, that's what happens. Uh, they they controlled the ball running the football. That was it. Yeah. And, and losing fully Fabikasi, we don't know how long he's going to be lost, but that's a calf injury, a big man, a guy who wants to be at the point of attack at his best, causing problems. I hope that's not a lingering injury. We'll find out. Uh, let's go to the defensive side here real quick as we're doing Campo and Joe. Uh, for all you Jaguar fans out there, make sure that uh, you can hit us with a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. We want to say thanks to Beaver Chevrolet for bringing us Campo and Joe. You'll find them on Phillips Highway and online at beaverchevrolet.com. Let's wrap up on the defensive side. And we mentioned Fadakasi. Uh, Cisco made that sudden change play early. Rayshon Jenkins, let's give him some credit. He had a pass defense early. He was in the backfield. He's been that guy that's been walking up and been and, and has been physical. Much better start to this year than it was last year. But overall, what did you think defensively? Well, we're going to have a good defensive football team. I mean, you know, I think a little bit of the the, the situation and the loss of the player uh, in the middle of a ball game. Uh, you know, you you don't have a chance to really scheme up some stuff. You had a pretty good feeling for what was going to happen defensively, and it was happening initially in the first quarter. Right. Uh, then it kind of deteriorated a little bit. But we have some playmakers. Mm-hmm. We have uh, outside all four linebackers. If you 
call the outside linebackers the two inside linebackers. All of them can run. The fastest way to get beat in this league is to get beat on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. If they can run outside, Mm -hmm. you saw Damian Pierce this week against, against, uh, you know, with uh, Houston, Mm -hmm. you know, bust a a toss play. Against the Chargers, yeah. And you've seen some screens hurt us, Mm -hmm. you know, perimeter game. Well, teams are not going to continuously be able to hit us on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. And most of the offensive lines are not going to be able to handle us that well Mm -hmm. inside. So I really think this defense has got a chance to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, we gave up too much rushing yardage, and uh, they've got to clean that up. And the only thing from a coaching standpoint that I looked at that concerned me a little bit Mm -hmm. was once we knew that they were going to run the football, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to make a decision defensively, we've got to stop the run. And it's not just with an eight-man front. Sometimes you have to bring those linebackers up inside and flog the gaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't see any run blitzes. Mm-hmm. And and that concerns me a little right. bit. And I wouldn't even call it a panic button, but Mike Caldwell probably is, you know, feeling a little bit of the wrath is, you know, yeah. where, where was your answer? The dam was, you know, it was taken on water and there was, right. you know, they were, they were, there were breaks there. What type of adjustments or coaching out of this can he do going forward? Well, first of all, the long run that they had, mm-hmm. which was which hurt us. Oh yeah, that one run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we were out of a gap. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. When I first saw, it, excuse me, Aluakon. Right. When I first saw it, I said, "Oh my goodness, Aluakon went in the wrong gap because mm-hmm. he came right. He was coming up in there to take the the back on." Right. Well, Hamilton was on the block Mm -hmm. and he peeked inside instead of staying in his gap, put his head in the gap Mm -hmm. and the back bounced into there. So we had uh, two two of them in the same gap. When you see a long run, 99% 99% of the time, it wasn't the back. Right. It was, and it wasn't just somebody kicking somebody's butt up front. Mm-hmm. It was somebody wasn't in the right spot. Yeah. And so they can clean that up mm-hmm. because you got, you got to take, have the game play come to you. Right. You can't try to make somebody else's play. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a dead play. If he'd have stayed in his gap, mm-hmm. he'd have hit that thing. We'd have hit him in the backfield, I right. believe, with the yeah. linebacker. So. And they got to fight that because there were too many guys that were playing individually a year ago and not being uh, team-oriented and, and basically gap responsibility sounds like a crazy term, but that is flat out what you need to do. You need to have gap responsibility, which means stay in your lane. Absolutely. And then the only other thing is, you know, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, hey, you know, we probably should have done this or that to try to control the running game a little bit more. The only run blitz that I saw at all was they brought the nickel off the edge a few times, but that when you do that, it's line movement away from the nickel coming. Mm-hmm. Well, if a team is really roaring off the football in a running game and you're going lateral to go inside, you have a tendency to get washed. Okay. And that's what was happening to okay. us. The cutbacks hurt us more than oh, yeah. more than the straight ahead, mm-hmm. you know, gashes. Right. You know? And then there's Jalen Hurts. Which yeah. is really, yeah. really hard to defend. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, they had a we had a pass blitz on when he ran the quarterback draw. Mm-hmm. And we also had a pass blitz on when uh they gave it to Sanders on that one where he ran it down on third and fifteen yeah. down on, on the goal line yeah. area. And the so, thing is is when you have down and distance like that, you feel like you've got a, the upper hand and unfortunately unfortunately in the red zone, I don't feel and again I'm not trying to uh I'm not dinging 
uh, Coach Caldwell, because, I mean, you know, in the course of the ball game, you're going to do what you think you have to do to win. Sure. But when you look at it, hindsight, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in the red zone, that's especially when you're running the ball every down, Mm -hmm. you're going to run the ball down there. You're not going to try to throw it. Right. And and we had a, a, a pass blitz on in an area that I probably would have just played straight or, right. or had a run blitz of yeah. some sort. And you've taught us play for a field goal, play for less points. Absolutely. Uh, instead of giving the play. All right. So just a quick thought, because we'll probably do a couple of hits on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and, and Twitter later in the week. But a quick thought on the Texans. This is a really important game. I asked you this earlier on primetime. They're not defending a Jalen Hurts dynamic spread run guy. Davis Mills is a statue back there, at least for the most part he is. Uh, for the most part he is. This is a better matchup. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, they've got a, a couple of decent receivers, but mm-hmm. they don't have the same, same receiver mm-hmm. core that we just faced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooks is a good player. Mm-hmm. Collins is a good player. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to try to run the football. They know that they're not going to win this football game throwing the ball all the time. They've got to establish the run game. So we've got to get the run game cleaned up. Damian Pierce is a pretty good back. Mm -hmm. Their offensive line is not as good as the team we just played. Mm -hmm. So we should match up with them defensively uh, pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Their defense... We should be able to run the football and throw the football. Mm -hmm. They're not a great unit. Now, they're young. They're pretty fast. And they chase the football pretty well. This is not one of those games where you're going and say, oh, well, we're just going to show up Mm -mm. and we're going to win. You know, every game has been close that they play. Exactly. And they are, uh, you know, I heard you talking earlier on the show Mm -hmm. about the fact that, uh, who who were you talking about that had one eight in a row? Mm -hmm. We're just, uh, I'm trying to remember now too. Well, anyway, they've beaten us eight in a row. Yeah. Yeah. The Texans. Yeah. So they're going to come in here with an idea that they can win this football game yeah. if we take care of business. Now, we should be able to rush the pass, yeah. pass her better because mm-hmm. you got a stationary quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll, that's what we've got to do. It was the 49ers over the Rams. Correct. And they have their number. And yes. you're right. Jacksonville has had Indy's number. They got to flip the script on the Houston Texans. Exactly. And, and prove that this is going to be an AFC South that they're going to have a say in instead of the Texans. So. Let's look forward to that later in the week. Campo and Joe, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll make sure that we kick out a couple more on Instagram. Coach is an Instagram guy. <laughs>